And when you're close to someone as a friend like that, it's real. You know what right. I'm saying? Because that's somebody that you set a table, You his parents feed me and take me in as like their son. So it's, it was a brother, not just a friend. And we did everything together. And once I seen that, I'm like, man, I'm curious. And sure enough, he was like, man, before you leave, because I was after college, I played arena football in South Dakota, still trying to pr- pursue my dream and going to the league. And sure enough, he was like, man, you need to give your life to Christ before you go come to church, get baptized. And without hesitation, I was like, you know what? I feel I've, I've been feeling a tugging on my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. My name is Eric Stevens. I'm the founder of Redwood Christian Ministries. Hope everyone out there is doing well today. With me on the show today is my brother, the man behind the music, K Diamond. Man, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. It's a blessing. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. First of all, how did your ceiling, the background, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Who did that and how can I get one? <laughs> hey, prior to my move to Indiana, I was I was on a Pinterest. I was looking at studios. So I'm like, man, one day when I get the right room, like I got to have that. That just looked like a crazy vibe. And sure enough, with this home, me and my wife, we bought, man. And I'm like, yeah, this is about to be legit. Everybody always asks me every time we go on live, me and Brent are like, man, dude, look at this roof. It's ceiling. But yeah, it's got to be a vibe in the studio. It's hard to not notice it. I mean, it's like clouds and thunder and lightning and a bunch of different colors. I need to hit up my hit up my homegirl, Caitlin Page. I need her to Caitlin Page crazy. I need to get I need to get me one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, they, it ain't it's very inexpensive inexpensive too. Hobby lobby, just some little the clouds, the stuffy stuff, and some glue in the lights. You good. Just my luck, I glue my hands together. I'm gonna let somebody else do that for me. <laughs> Hey, yeah. before before we dive into this, I got to tell you, tap in the beat to oh, that yeah. song. Oh my goodness, it's about to get me kicked out of suburbs. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking about when you made that, but Man. there's no way I can believe that is of Jesus. That song is fire, and if you haven't played that song yet, you need to go play it on Spotify and put it on repeat. It is amazing. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I remember you was on our live. You like, man, y'all about to make me get kicked out of the suburbs. Oh, my suburb pass is about to get revoked because of that. Because I turn the bass all the way up when that song comes on. And it's yeah. always on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, matter of fact, man, make sure when we hang up here, I need to go ahead and send you some heat for your podcast. You need that. You need that Eric Stevenson intro banger. You know what I'm saying? So let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Something rolling for you. I got another idea for you. I mentioned this to Breno too. I said, what about yeah. the tap in remix? Maybe Young Greatness on there. How about that? Hey, <laughs> hey. Everybody was asking about that too. I don't know. I don't even want any credit for it. I just want to hear the sample before everybody else does. That's all I want to know. Just send it to me through IG. Gotcha. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I will take any support for this podcast I can get. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> thank absolutely. You. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show today. I know I got you for a short period of time, so let's just dive right into it, man. Where are you from, and where'd you grow up? From Dayton, Ohio. Ohio, I know I found out you are Ohioan as well. That's right. Um, yeah, born and raised. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio. That's when I was born. Went to school, elementary there, high school. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, there you go. There you go. So 
just I want to dive into your not just the music, but I also want to talk into your background. I know that you're a man of God. I want to dive into your faith too. So growing up, were you always a Christian? Were you always following Christ? Like what was that process and that journey for you? No, not at all. My mom and father never was married. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Seen a lot at an early age. Had to learn a lot on my own, not really having that structure or the parenting that I knew a kid need. But it was me having, being around the right people that had that, that I was watching. I was sitting at dinner at my homie's house with his parents. And and it was something I always desired. And I knew once I got older, I wanted to have a wife and have have kids. And the things I went through as a kid, I wanted to break those curses. Like I was, I used that as fuel. I used that not to be a victim, but a victor and to share man, you can make it out the hood. You can amount to something when all odds is against you and the stats say that you should be locked up dead or selling dope or whatever. It's not. It's just in coaches. A lot of my sports, music, I was always involved outside of the streets and everything. I watched what other people were doing and I tried to learn from those lessons. Not saying I didn't, you know, a lot of mistakes myself did a lot of things, but my coaches really seen something in me that I didn't see in myself and pushed me to the other levels. So very grateful for them. Played a, a huge part in my role as who I am today. Do you have, because a lot of people say, well, I gave my life to Christ on this date at this time I was here. Do you have a memory of when like you really made that that decision to follow him? Yeah. So man, it was to the point I was in college, so I went to University of Indianapolis, played football. I was designing to go to NFL. Uh, but in the meantime, I had picked up marijuana. I was selling marijuana on campus. I was smoking it. It was to the point where it was an addiction, to the point where I couldn't function w- without it. In my mind, I'm still trying to pursue the lead, which it didn't. Ma- it don't make sense. But I would go home after season. I would visit or whatever. And didn't have nothing to show for myself. Seeing my family situation, hang out with my homie, we we smoked and whatnot. But it was one day when God used him to get my attention. My, my childhood friend that when we played peewee together, he had a interaction with the Lord. The Lord visited him in his dream. I mean, in his sleep, woke him up. He came banging on my door, gave me his last liquor bottle, his bag of weed, and he's man, I just had a crazy encounter. And when you close to someone as a friend like that, it's real, you know what right. I'm saying? Because that's somebody that you set a table, you, his parents feed me and take me in as like their son. So it's, it was a brother, not just a friend. And we did everything together. And once I seen that, I'm like, man, I'm curious. And sure enough, he was like, man, before you leave, because I was after college, I played arena football in South Dakota, still trying to pr- pursue my dream and going to the league. And so enough, he's like, man, you need to give your life to Christ before you go, come to church, get baptized. And without hesitation, I was like, you know what? I feel I've, I've been feeling a tugging on my heart and I want this. And prior to that, another friend introduced me to Christian hip hop. I'm listening to Bone Thugs, Heavy, right. Three Six Mafia. I'm not even as a producer. I'm always listening to the beat, but not really knowing like the lyrics really comprehending what they're really saying but he was like man have you ever heard of lecrae and trip lee i'm like nah who is this he's, i mean this christian rap 
And he's another guy that life has changed. And I'm like, man, let me check it. So we was cutting grass one summer prior to my 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 buddy giving his life to Christ. And sure enough, I just started listening to it. And God just, man, it was just a strong con- conviction. You got to slow down. And it was me hearing these guys talk about their testimony, giving hope in these situations. And I'm like, man, they got the same beat. And they got positive lyrics. They ain't cussing. They ain't talking about women and selling drugs. And I'm like, oh, I can roll with this. And sure enough, man, it just, I just did a 360. Like mm-hmm. instantly, the Lord delivered me from marijuana. I got baptized, got saved. Uh, and it, it, it just trans, transformed my whole life. I want to tell you just a quick personal story. I didn't tell you this before we got on there because I kind of wanted to see your reaction to this when we yeah. started recording. Bro, and whenever I'm in the gym, like the this is that point of the year. Like it's what is it? It's April right now. So I don't know when this is gonna drop, but I'm at that point of gym where a lot of the high school kids now come to the gym after school and they don't use their headphones. They always put their music on some kind of speaker and it's just blaring through the whole gym downstairs. So I come downstairs and do my cardio and I hear all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. So I hear these high schoolers and they're li- and they're literally rapping lyrics and talking about selling white and trap houses and moving all this stuff. I can't help it, man. I immediately go spring into action over there just to go talk to them because we're home 93rd in Kansas. So I can I, I can kind of intervene in that situation in a way that some people who go there can't. And literally right. maybe two weeks ago, I said, hey, turn that off on me real quick. I want to play something else for you. So I played tap in for him and I said, yeah. just get this a chance. Just give it a chance. Yeah. When the song was over, I said, what do you rank that? Give scale of one to 10. They said, that's an eight, a nine out of 10. And I said, did you hear the lyrics to this? And they said, yeah, they talking about something positive, talking about something lifting, something encouraging. I said, your life is so much more than what you're hearing in this music, because these people who are rapping about this stuff, they're not really living this. And if right. they are, that's still a hopeless path. Whether they're living right. it or not is actually not even a point. Right. The point is there's a better way for you to live. You got to be real careful what you expose yourself to. It gave me yeah. a chance to really witness to some great yeah. high school kids. Yeah. Just, when I hear high school and grade school kids talking about trap houses, mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying right now. You yeah. really don't. So yeah. I appreciate what you do because you you give me you and Breno and like all of y'all, man. Just, you give me some another tool for the toolbox to really help just yeah. minister and witness, not to just these adults, but the kids too. So yeah. I appreciate what yeah. you do, man. I really yeah. do. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we do it for. It ain't for our good. This is, man, Lord, you take it where, how far you want to take it, but our hands is off the wheel. It's crazy how, like, we say, I say, I swear I say this on every episode of this podcast that our testimony is for someone else. People yeah. try to argue and debate scripture 24 seven, but they cannot argue life experience. What are they going to do? Tell you that you didn't have that encounter. If that didn't happen. Right. They can, right. but they're wrong. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. So that's it. Like obviously you produce some music right now. So how did that start? How did that process start for like how did you get into to just making music and then become and again get into producing music? So growing up through ball, I was also in the drill team. So I played in the drum line. My brother, sister was she was in the marching, my cousin. And when we traveled, this is I was man third fourth grade fifth grade going to like new orleans in a drum line and competing winning championships and my father i have a family have a background in music my father he was a legend in dayton unfortunately he unexpectedly passed on his birthday in february 
Sorry. Um, yeah, thank you. So that, that was really tough on me because he was a big part of my music, my musical gifts. His band, they all started in my grandma's basement. And uh, when they would get done, I would go down there and just start get, getting on the drums. And uh, just had a passion for it. And when I was playing arena football, the Lord just started just taking that desire of chasing the lead. Like I, I met my wife. She was unashamed. She, uh, her first words when she was introduced, when we was introduced to each other, she asked her friend, like her friend introduced us to each other. And she was like, ask him, do he have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I'm like, what? I ain't never heard that coming. I ain't never heard that question, but I had just got saved. Like my, my buddy shared a story and he said, man, you need to give your life to Christ. And I said, yep, I actually do. So my wife, she was a big part of it. And we had our boys. I had my second son and I'm like, man, I got to hang. It's time to hang it up. But the music just started to grow even more. And I was doing some producing, obviously, with people. After the games, we had come back from the bar and rap and everything. And I'm like, and once I really gave my life to Christ and was done with everything, uh, I fasted. I put down music for a whole year. I fasted. Wow. Me and my wife, we just grew deep, a deep relationship. I knew that was my wife. She knew I was going to be her husband. And I didn't touch it. And six months, we got in, got engaged, got married right, right away. And then when I picked music back up, it was a different sound. Like the Lord just, it was just an overflow of what I was downloading, just the, that fellowship with the Lord, with my wife, um, and putting my desires down. That is crazy. Yep. Thank you for sharing all that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm going to dive into what you do just a little bit. Because so for anyone who is listening to this, who doesn't exactly know what a producer does or what it is, can you explain that? And then can you explain what your creative process is like? Yeah. So as a producer, is different definitions of a producer. You have a beat maker, someone that composes the music the keys, the drums, a producer, I think of as someone that is controlling the whole process. You're involved. You're not just making a beat. You're helping with some of the lyrics. You're directing the artist. You're producing that track. You're telling him, hey, no, do this. Or, hey, actually, let me bring in this other artist to take that track to the next level. Yeah, you're hands-on. It's no, hey, let me make this beat and send this over to you. Oh, yeah, I produced that record. No, that's to me, that's a beat maker. And, and I've been in many different angles of it. I've been a beat maker and been successful at it. But now with connecting with Breno, I'm a producer. I'm mixing his vocals, tapping into engineering. So I, I mix every sound. He like, man, I want you to do everything. And I appreciate that. And I always had a desire to come up under hungry artists. Because as a producer, we want to aim for the Lecrae's, the KB's, the, the big dogs. And it's, well, who came up on it? And who was with them when they was not Lecrae and KB? And yeah. And it's, it says a lot about that producer that can come up under an artist and y'all just take flight together. Uh, and uh, seeing the hunger in Bruno, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy. But uh, that's another story of ours. You know how I got here, man, we ended up finding out we was only 45 minutes away. I didn't even know that. I didn't know uh, we connected when I was in South Dakota. We had connected for... About six months. And I'm like, man, this dude dope, man. He young. He dope. And he had got off social media because he had met his wife. He was about to get 
engaged. And I was like, man, I respect that to the T. Like that's young homie, he he doing it how it should be done. And I ain't talked to him for a year. And then all of a sudden, when I when we moved from Sioux Falls to Indiana to our ministry heroes camp, I told my wife, I'm like, man, I think Brent will live close. And sure enough, I hit him up, man. He's only 45 minutes away. So we like it's a blessing. Like you can't draw it up because we do life together. He comes to our ministry and helps with worship, him and his wife. I go to his church, his Bible studies when I can make it and we hang out with his family. You know what I'm saying? Like it's people hear that in our music, just the chemistry that we have. He inspired my sons that rap. My middle son, he loves rap and he looks up to Breno. So yeah, producer, he's hands-on going back to your question. And then my creative process, just to, what I just said, I like to be hands-on as much as I can. I like I give space, but I like to not be in a box. A lot of producers, they box themselves in, and I'm just like, man, I'll try something that that a song or a beat is not heard of, and I'm like, man, I'm going to try it out. Like, I'm all about taking that risk. But my creative process is simple. I go with my heart. A lot of the music to tap in, man, that beat just inspired of me and Breno just starting. I mean, we don't start no session without inviting the Holy Spirit in, praying uh, before we even tap any type of element of that computer. And we was in my studio, man. We just, man, we praying, Holy Spirit, everything, man, and going in. And all of a sudden that song came through. We knew it was going to be a hit. So it's it's uh, the creative creative process can go many different ways. It's just I go in my heart. You said I'm actually going to go back to the story you told about you and your wife and how you fasted because I waited for a reason because now that you shared that piece, like how much? Because that's such a beautiful story. Like how much did you really know? Like then when you were fasting and praying, okay. Did God give you a glimpse of this is where this is going to go? This is kind of what I w- this is going to look like. Did you know then where you would be? Do you have an idea of then where you'd be sitting right now? I didn't, but I knew he was going to use my gifting to further his kingdom. I knew I had a gift. I knew I was tired of pursuing my own desires. And I was just like basically throwing my hands up, Lord, whatever you want. And I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't have no desire, but I knew when he said it was ready, I knew he was going to anoint it. And right prior, right after that, I connected with Cannon. That was my first placement on Loose Cannon Volume 2. With, mm-hmm. And I did a Mion, Derek Minor, Cannon, Reconcile. That was my very first placement. Shout out to Cannon. Yeah. And I was on a few other Loose Cannon his albums and did music with him. And, but other than that, man, it's just, taking off was just connecting with different Christian artists and producers and collabing and traveling, going to Flavor Fest, getting involved in beat battles and man, just dude out in South Dakota making noise. So I didn't let that I didn't let that stop me, stop my success. So I'm just gonna ask a nosy invasive reporter question right now, then. So yeah. <laughs> are there any future collaborations you can share with us that you're that you want to share or able to share? If not, I just mind my business and move on. <laughs> I'm always looking to work, but right right off the top, we God opens those doors. He uh, sometimes it is I mean, he surprises me a lot of the times, or Bruno, 
But right off the top, man, there's people I would love to collab and work with, but I'll just wait till that door open when the opportunity comes. So that is the there, perfect, that's the perfect answer to that question. <laughs> uh, there, there is some heat coming out, though. The summer is going to be on fire. I can tell you that much. I'm watching yeah. and I'm waiting. I'm watching and waiting. <laughs> yeah, the summer is going to be crazy. So for someone who hears one of your one of your songs, one of your beats, one of your lyrics for the first time, what is something you hope that they take away from your music when they're listening to it? I would love for them just to hear the passion in the music. When you listen to production, you can just tell. You can hear the emotion in it. You can hear with the different key and the notes, the strings, the elements. You know, you can hear like that turn up like, man, this is. Like this one guy, was that you? No, this one guy just hit me and Bruno up in our DM. And one of the tracks, I don't know if we, if I posted a snippet or a beat or one of our songs, but he was like, man, this sounds like an album called Anthem of Revival. And I'm like, and that's when the revival was going on in, down in Kentucky. And I'm like, man, that's crazy because of that's what we feeling like a revival, like in our music, like him, the Lord connecting us with some crazy artists and with the same vision, with the same goals in mind. And that's to share the gospel and unashamed to share it, but not hold back. So yeah, that's what I would love for people to hear is just the passion, the anointing on the music, the hard work. It's something that I didn't just pick up yesterday. It's something that it took a lot of sacrifice, sacrifice for my wife, my children, flying, meeting people, all that I was trying to take from where I, wherever I was going. If I was meeting G producer, having conversations with people, listening to artists, big name artists, what they listen for. I try to take note of everything. So when I'm creating my music, I'm like, man, this is what the ears listen for. This is how my music can be on par of some of the greats. And that's the whole thing with Breno is make sure that our beats, our music is side by side with some of the people at the top. That way people are able to listen to it. And so I'm always looking at my production, like, man, how can I add or what can I do to take, continue to take him to new levels? Cause he's going to do his thing. He's definitely on fire as an artist. I think he one of the most craziest artists out right now. Not just that I work with him, but I really believe that he's about to be definitely going to be on another level than a lot of artists because of what he puts outside of what people see. So I just want to always make sure that I'm humbling myself to make sure that I'm being a student of the game and making sure that I don't get complacent, don't get full of pride. Just keep letting the Lord in and keep allowing him to direct our path in this music. I don't know if Bruno had a chance to tell you, but I had, I recorded him for the show a couple of weeks back and yeah. I set a date to come out to your guys' church in June. So I'm looking forward to, to fellowshipping with y'all and actually like attending service and just breaking yeah. bread with y'all that weekend. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. which actually kind of touches on something that I'm curious what your perspective on this is. How important is it one to stay plugged in with your local church and then two, just to have the that community of believers around you while you're on this journey with Christ. Yeah. Kind of go back to what we were talking about before the podcast about kind of our mission, like kind of what our, where our hearts are at 
And to answer your question, yes, it's very important to be plugged into a local church, a local body, but community is important no matter you know what it is. Me, on the other hand, um, I, I'm involved in a ministry called Heroes Camp, and we serve fatherless young men, boys, age six to grown men. And we have we use basketball as the bait, but it operates just like a church. We have worship on Saturday mornings. We feed them. Everything is free. We give them the word of God. And right before these kids get here, we in there praying for two hours. We believe in fasting and prayer is huge. It's a huge element of how we operate the spirit of faith. We've been in ministry for 35 years. And um, the founder, Pat Magley, he gave up his basketball career. He gave up his desire. He was one of the most greatest basketball players in Indiana. He's he's 60s and he dealt a lot with racism. He married a black woman from Atlanta. So they he's a white guy and they dealt a lot with racism. And But it was one day him seeing a kid not having his father and it touched his heart in a way. And his coach said, I can get you to leave, but not with that woman. So he chose love over his desire. And uh, a lot of NBA coaches, a lot of NBA players had came through Heroes Camp. One particular is Monty Williams. That's like Pat's spiritual father. That's He's Pat's like a son to Pat. Monty Williams came through Heroes Camp. Many NFL, NBA players. And uh, just changing that that curse of fatherlessness that's huge in our world. And it's, it's a major cause of the destruction that we see right now. So I'm very thankful to be part of a ministry that it's not in a church setting, but we operate like the church. I know that's when we was talking with your heart. I'm like, man, that's what we about, the widows and the orphans, and breaking that curse of fatherlessness and trying to teach these kids how to be a father and not be a victim of their childhood, of their father leaving them or not knowing their father. You don't have to keep it going. You can break it. You can sever that curse, start your family, and see men that professional man in front of you that is married, that is happily married, have a, a great family, that it fathers to their boys and to them. So, yeah, when you come out, man, we definitely gonna look forward to having you and for you to check it out. So, it's funny just before I forget to even mention this. So, to even make this tie even crazier, my my father actually has a nonprofit that he started in Cleveland called a Second Home which oh, wow. is so it is for young men who've aged out of the foster care system because yeah. in cleveland there's there before he did this there was nowhere for them to go wow. so he had a he has a building with i don't even know how many dorm rooms that's that's in there that was nice in the dorms i had at kent state it's crazy man <laughs> and everything just kept getting donated yeah. TVs, beds, refrigerators, microwaves, like all of this stuff just kept getting donated. Grants being funded from the city. It was crazy just to make sure to your point that these young men just don't go back out on the streets. Let's show yeah. them. And he had requirements too, of you either have to work or be mm -hmm. in school, or there was just certain things that, that he's doing there. So it's crazy. Wow. And yeah. So this is, I forgot to mention that we were off air, but yeah. And just for anyone who's listening now, just bring him up to speed. When I was working on a sermon for James, God, like the words orphans and widows popped off the page. It was like, I had never read that in the Bible before. Yeah. yeah. So that is going to be a mission of Redwood is to figure out and 
partner, collaborate? How do we help orphans and widows around the world? So I'm excited to come in and just break bread and do life with you. I can't wait to see what God is about to do with this because this didn't happen by coincidence. <laughs> no, it didn't. Nope, it did not. Definitely looking forward to that. And this whole conversation leads me to something that feel free to dive into this and break this down or whatever capacity you want to. But Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, I want you just to dive into that and explain that or touch on that to whatever degree you 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 feel you see fit. So, because there's been a whole thing because neither one of us could have possibly imagined this <laughs> in our wildest dreams. Yeah. One that we'd be sitting here having this conversation, let alone where God has us in life right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think when we were talking and he was like, man, what's, what's your go-to scripture? And it is, it's always Proverbs. It has been Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And it goes back to my childhood, me doing everything my way, a lot learning from it, but a lot of wrong ways. And then once, once I got the revelation of, man, take your hand off that will, allow Christ to control where he want to take you. I'm like, man, this is all I had to do. But there's a lot of mature I had to do, a lot of maturity in my walk with Christ. But prior to me coming to Heroes Camp. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I had got a record with Rick Ross. I got a Billboard number one hit. I was down in Miami at, at his mansions. I played football with his his head security officer hmm. and he got us down there. So we working, whatever. I took some of my production guys and we were just working in the studio. And I was just trying to get, I was going back to pursuing my own desires again. And I had to, and prior to that, I was coming out, I was flying out to Indiana to share my testimony to Heroes Camp. And it, I, I went back eight to nine years when God said, I want, I'm going to have, I have a ministry for you, a music ministry, reaching back to kids that look like you exactly how, how you found me. You're going to share your story and you're going to use music. And I'm like, man, I don't know where this is going to come from. I'm in South Dakota predominantly white. And I was just like, man, I'm just going to hold on to this, Lord, wherever you have me, I'm just taking my hand off the wheel. But in the same time, I was still pursuing music, getting involved. I got involved with getting stuff on movies and NBA, NFL, using my beats and getting win. But it wasn't until I got out to Heroes Camp where I seen something that, that I couldn't unsee. These kids that don't have hope, that don't know where their meal is coming once they leave the camp getting killed in the streets, seeing their parents murdered, just the stuff. And I'm just like, man, there's have to be something needs to be done. There more men needs to step up that know what it's like being these kids, but they got out of it. And it was to the point, Eric, I couldn't even explain to my wife what was going on at the camp. It was just so heavy. It was so much. Like I was in tears. She was like, man, what's going on? How is it? I'm like, like, it took me like 72 hours to decompress to just man what did I just walk into and it went back to it went back to the Lord putting on my heart a music ministry and they didn't offer me no job or anything but I knew that's where we belong I seen a ministry that was so 
just heavy on just the things of Christ. Like they were just so hungry, just to hunger the these men. I'm like, man, I need that in my life. The prophetic, this the giftings, how everything was operated, how everybody played their role. I'm like, man, this is how the church should be. This is how the church should be. Like, what man, like it was just it was amazing to witness. And I had got a prophetic word prior to I was leaving. And through Prophet Gary, he's a, a, another one. It's like a spiritual father. He's on staff at the camp, and uh, it's to the T. I go back and listen to it. I mean, everything he was saying, I'm just like, wow. And sure enough, when I got home, my wife she just started packing. I'm like, what you doing? But a woman faith, man, I, she has that discernment, and that's her. That's my wife's gift. And sure enough, they offered me a job. A day later, they created a position for me for music and media. And when I say the Lord will guide and lead our way, I mean, he led me to a place where the blessing haven't stopped. I mean, from the home we got blessed with, from the studio, our studio that we getting built, the designer that designed Drake's and Kanye's studio is he caught wind of what we're doing through Sweetwater and he donated the blueprints. He came up and he seen Heroes Camp. He seen what we trying to do. And we just, when we said we don't want it to be no money from staff or anything we want. If this is a desire for us to have it, God, well, he going to make a way. And show sure enough, man, he's brought, like you were saying, he's brought people out of everywhere to get the studio going. And, and we should be rolling in June. But yeah, that's, I go back to Proverbs 3, 5, man. I don't try to lean because I don't know nothing when it comes to Christ. His ways are way higher. And I learned from making that decision because we were comfortable. My wife, right. she had a salon. I was working at Wells Fargo. I was still doing music, but like financially, we was good. Kids was good. We had a home out there, but it's now, now I want you to live where your faith is totally dependent on me. At a certain point, as Christians, sometimes we can get by when we have those comfortable things, job and security. and But it's like when you're in ministry and you're like, man, where's our mortgage going to come from? Or are we going to get groceries? Or this life, things happen. And uh, but the Lord is, man, I'm taking care of you the whole way. There's no worries. But it's, it's, it's what I've seen in this ministry of fasting and prayer. They don't do no marketing. They fast, they pray. And things come. And these kids are blessed by it through through our obedience. So, Yeah. Every time I've tried to do something in my own strength, it either failed or led to more pride, which is still failing. Every time that I thought I had a plan, God showed me that his ways are higher. You know what I mean? We see sometimes what's in front of us and even the best planners and strategists will sit there and be like, okay, well, if this happens and this will happen, this will happen and this will happen. And I can just almost picture God folding his arms and just being like, I'm God, right? Yeah. I mean, the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. Yeah. So why wouldn't we just seek him for the plan that he has for our lives? Why wouldn't right. we seek him for the purpose that he has for our lives? If right. he sent his son to die to reconcile us back to himself, why would he keep the plan and purpose for our lives a secret from us? That doesn't make sense. Right. It's right. a matter of how much do we seek him? How surrendered are we to him? Sensitive are we to the spirit? to hear right. exactly what he's telling us. I'm selling you that as somebody who's just guilty of everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Because we try to reason things in our own human understanding. And yeah. it's, and sometimes God's plan isn't this straight line, this straight linear line. It's no. all over no. the place. So 
just because it's good doesn't mean it's good for you. No. And no. just because you can do it doesn't mean you you should do it. You should do it right. That job no. might be a raise and a promotion, but is that where God told you to go? Right. That, that house might be for sale, but is that where God wants you to move? I'm sold that God is in the details. Like I'm sold on the yeah. fact that he is, there is no detail too small for him. Right. That, like he is in all the, like, just ask. Yeah. I'm just going to ask and see what he's saying. If you don't have an answer, yeah. just sit there and wait. <laughs> just wait. Yep. That's <laughs> just it. Wait. Yep. That's it. He'll direct that path for sure. Yep. I don't believe how fast this time has gone by. I got to, Look, when we when wow. we come back, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy how fast this time has gone by. When we come out in June, we got to do this live. We got to do this live. We got to get oh, yeah. in and re-record these. So oh, yeah. hopefully the studio is ready by then. Maybe we can sit in there and do it in there. Or yeah, it yeah. with the clouds. <laughs> For my career, yeah, whatever. We got options. So, But that does bring me to my final segment, which is the let them know segment. This is where you can share anything you like with the audience, whether it be upcoming performance, Bible verse, spoken word, whatever you would like to share. My brother, please let them know. Yeah. So Pat Magley, my spiritual father, he has this saying, and I try to take it everywhere I go. When I heard it, I'm like, man, this needs to be on a shirt or something. But uh, but Peep, he say, be where you ought to be when you ought to be there. Be all up in there doing what you ought to be doing. Wake up tomorrow and do it all again and then call it a breakthrough. So wow. I'm going to say that again. Be Go where on. you ought to be when you ought to be there. So be where you ought to be when you ought to, when you ought to be there. Be all up in there doing what you ought to be doing. Wake up tomorrow and do it again and then call it a breakthrough. So we got to be at the right place. We got to be where God is calling us and do it again. One of the things that, that hit me when you said that was be present. Yeah. Like when you're there in the moment doing it, just mentally be there too. Don't just physically be there, but mentally be there doing it too. Right. Sometimes you can be somewhere doing something and you thinking about everything else. Everything else. Doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. And when it comes to our children, our, our youth, it's important to be there, you know, and not be otherwise because they, they know they're going to do exactly what we do and they're watching. So they know when someone legit have a heart for them and they don't. So that's when you visit, you will see like these kids, man, these kids has, they cooperate and it's because of what we do prior. They in that atmosphere, it's their peace, their love. They go through school all day talk however they talk to and doing what they do but they come here they get love they get hugs they get you matter some kids just want to be recognized like oh man he seen my shoes on today or man he he seen i had a haircut where they at school man it's just chaos so it's yeah you're right being present being there i never i don't maybe i shouldn't say never but i think it's hitting me differently now how many people have just said thank you for noticing me yeah you know I mean? just thank you for paying attention yeah and something that can be so natural to you and it's because it's obviously it's coming from the lord that you're seeing the things you're seeing and you're aware of the things that you're aware of but it's crazy that something that can be so natural to you is just so life-altering for somebody else right so it's important that we don't walk past those people. It's important that we are in that moment, living in that moment of living for Jesus, man. I appreciate that. That's dope. Absolutely. I might have to run this podcast back a couple of times so I can memorize that and pass it off as my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to shoot you the link over too, just so you can, on the website. 
so you can check everything out and get a what we do and at Magley and here he got some podcasts on there that we do as well so you can take a look at those and yeah like you said we might have to do a podcast when we when you come out here we can get the tap in edition we can get me you and Brenna on there all at once we can do that we yeah can, that'll be good that'll be dope yeah, dope we have some I, music for you too that'll work i will pay for a beat for this podcast i am t- i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah now we get you something turned up I got one more thing if you could do it for us, man. I always like to close out in prayer with the guests. So if you could just, if you could pray us out and then I just join in and pray for you in your ministry, man, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So Father God, we just thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your presence, Father God, being here. We know this was a divine appointment. We thank you just for relationship, Father God, that you bring people across paths to glorify your name and your kingdom, Father God. So we thank you for what Eric is doing uh, for the city of Cleveland. And Lord, we just pray a hedge of protection over him, Lord, as you would guard his mind, guard his family, his ministry, Father God. I know the enemy is upset, Father God. So we just uh, ask that you surround him with angels and the right people, Father God. Just continue to bring the right people around him to further his ministry, Father God. And we just thank you that the ears that will hear this podcast, they w- that you'll be glorified, Father God, that they will hear something that would touch their heart, Lord, that it's not about me. It's not about Eric, Lord, but it's about you, Father God. That's what everything is about. And I just pray that I can touch one soul, Father God. That's what our heart's desires is to spread your word and um, for souls to know you, Father God. So we thank you for what you're doing in our lives in our cities, in our communities, in our churches, in our ministry, Lord. And we continue to ask that you cover us all, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for my brother in Christ, Lord. I just pray blessings over him and his family. I pray a hedge of protection around his family, Lord. Just continue to just give him just eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. I thank you for his the obedience you placed in him. I thank you for the grace you placed over his life. I thank you for the call that you have over his life, Father. Lord, I just I thank you for everything you're going to do. So I thank you in advance for the expanded territory. I thank you for the open doors. I thank you for the closed doors, Lord. I thank you for the yeses and the noes in his life, Father God. I thank you that you ordained every step in this man's life, Lord. Your word is clear that you know the end from the beginning, Father. So I just thank you in advance now for just the testimony of his life is going to continue to be the breakthrough in other people's lives that his music is going to continue to be father continue just to bring just divine appointments his way lord i pray just traveling mercies over him if he's headed back out tonight father and we just pray and just ask all of these things in jesus mighty name amen amen brother thank you so much for doing the show i appreciate you taking the time i will see you in june Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. All right, Take brother. care.